Welcome to the Business That's Story Built podcast. I'm your host, Christy Bilbrey, a marketing strategist and brand story expert. My goal is to help you understand exactly what sets you apart from your competitors and how to confidently and authentically share that with the world. Your stories are what draw in your audience and keep them coming back for more of you and what you offer. In the business world, the top storytellers grow the top businesses. Let's chat about how to share your stories to grow your business. Welcome to the Business That Story Built podcast. Today, I am so excited to be interviewing Kat Caroy. Kat is a brander and designer that has worked in London with big brands for many years, and she now empowers entrepreneurs to confidently express themselves on Instagram and grow their businesses. She is the creator of the Instagram Makeover Program and has over 5,000 students in her program. I'm really looking forward to this interview. Kat is someone that I follow online for Instagram, And she recently sent an email about a conversation that she had with someone in her audience. And she ended up sending an email about it that I thought was so great that was called 70 is the New 30. It was so inspiring about how people of any age can really jump into this online space. Now, I reached out to her in what feels like a totally different world because it was three weeks ago. And obviously, so much has happened in that time in our world. And so I am also really looking forward to diving into her perspective on how to adapt in business today, given the current climate with this whole coronavirus pandemic. So before we dive into all that good stuff, I would just love to have Kat tell us a little bit more about herself and her background. Thank you. It's so nice to be here with you today. I know a lot has happened in the last three weeks, hasn't it? It's been crazy stuff. Um, Yeah, well, my background is I I worked in London as a designer for lots of big brands, freelancing and working on all different kinds of brands you could possibly think of. And, And it was a gradual process, really. I got into online marketing because I had a product-based business. I was listening to one of your podcasts, actually, Christy, and you said you had a big pivot. You changed what you were doing. And that's what happened to me because I had a product-based business, first of all, and it just wasn't working out at all. It just wasn't happening. And after sort of three or four years of doing that full time and it just wasn't working, I had to make the brave decision to stop and do something else. And as soon as I started doing the thing I'm doing now, it has just gone so, so well. So, and then now I'm here. So that's kind of a very, very quick synopsis. of what <laughs> Oh, I feel like that is, that is the name of the game with small business is just adapting. Yeah. Um, and, and I Definitely. think I love that you say that you, you just jumped in and you found out this is what you were supposed to do. I feel like so many people almost feel guilty or embarrassed when like, oh, I thought I was supposed to do this and that's not working out as opposed to just feeling like, that's just life. And that's how this happens. Like that's how this, can you share maybe a little bit about what that felt like? I mean, yeah, especially when you've put your heart and soul and energy and money and everything into doing this thing and you really wanted it to work and you had big plans and dreams and the numbers worked out and it could have worked, but it just wasn't working. You've put so much into it and it's just heartbreaking, isn't it? And you don't want to, I mean, I didn't, I sort of felt like I was a failure if I stopped doing that. Yeah, But I didn't realize that now I'm sitting here with this business. And if that business had even taken off a little bit, then I wouldn't have done this. 
So I'm so grateful that that didn't happen because this is so much more me. This is so much more in line with what my soul wants to do. Like I get, I'm so much more connected to people in this business that I would have been without one. And that's, I love connections with people. So it all works out. And I had learned everything I needed doing that business to be able to do this one, but I just didn't realize. So it's all about trusting the process, isn't it? And then yes. listening to the universe and listening for signs and going where there's a big yes. That's what I always say. And it, you've just got to go where there's a big yes. If it's not a big yes, find what your thing is going to be. That's going to give you that big yes. Cause it's so much easier. I agree. And I think that, um, just letting go of the guilt or the embarrassment of, Oh, I told all these people I'm doing this and, and now I'm not. And I think just knowing that that you're not alone in that, that's what so many people go through and not to feel bad. It's part of the process. And, you know, it's learning to crawl before you learn to walk and, you know, you weren't intended to be a crawler for your whole life and it's so natural for our businesses. So I, I love that. Um, so before we dive into the, the reason that I reached out to you today, I, I would really like to just address what I know is on everybody's minds right now um, with how to think through and adapt to this new world that we don't know if it's going to be a couple of weeks or, you know, how long this is going to be. And there's so many different ways to look at it. So I kind of want to, you know, jump in here from maybe a few different angles. And, and the first one would just be mindset, because I feel like um, it is so easy to watch the news constantly updating and just feel crippled by anxiety and just want to kind of shut down, hunker down and, and wait it out until this is over to, uh, to move forward in business because you don't want to say the wrong thing. And so what would you say to, um, to people about how they can reframe things in their mind or just a, a way to start thinking through this to not feel that crippling effect? Yes, I know. It is a very strange time, isn't it? And yeah, a lot of my students and uh, people in my community have been asking me the same thing. And I, I, the way I look at it is that, okay, this time it could even, could I even go as far as to say that this time could be a gift to us because mm. we are going to reassess where we are. And if we can just think, right, if you think of this year as a whole year, okay, if you're, not making the same money that you would normally make right now, then you've still got later in the year. Now, hopefully this is only going to go on. It's not going to be still going on in like November, December. So if you right. were say like a jewelry designer, you could be making an extra collection that you can then set, sell at Christmas. So think about the year as a whole, take a step back and just plan for later. Could you be setting up using this time to set up going online with your product that you've always wanted to do like could you be doing that could you be learning how to do that could you be that. setting up an entire new funnel that you can then have an ad running to a new freebie get people on your list and into whatever it is you're selling like you could be doing things that you can then do later in the year when people have more money again and making back that money so I think trying to think of the year as a whole makes it a lot less scary rather than focusing on this month my numbers are, my figures are down people aren't spending and all that stuff and use it as a time to kind of regroup and think what is it I really want to do and how can I make this back later on I love that. I love that. That's such a great way to think about it and make use of this time so that you don't look back later and think, why didn't I, you know, think of this at the time? 
Um, so I love yep. that. Yeah. And, and, and I know even for me, like they, I've had, I feel like it kind of comes in waves, right. And, um, you know, this anxiety and even just, there's a lot of, I know, grounding techniques I sent out to my, my email list, just, okay, yeah. if you're in it, I, I think, I think also something is just, you know, realizing don't, don't make yourself feel bad if you do feel this way. You know, this is obviously normal. We're going through crazy times and yeah. um, just to prepare yourself for, okay, most likely I will have moments when I do feel anxious. So what am I going to do in those moments? And so, yeah, whether it's an affirmation and I love how Kat, it's like, even like what Kat is saying about, okay, what are the things that I really want to focus on for the year? And maybe even just jotting those down somewhere so that when you do feel that you can say, okay, right. I don't need to panic in this moment that, you know, like you said, I want to get an, a course done online or I want to do something and just being prepared for those moments to come. So yeah, yeah, definitely. And also, and also it's being present. I think that's really mm. helping me as well. Mm -hmm. It's like, think um, I, on one hand, I'm saying, think about it as a long-term strategy for the year, because that makes you feel better, doesn't it? Because you know, you've mm -hmm. got time later to make back what's happening now. But also on the other hand, once you've thought about that, I think it's good to just really try to live in the now and live in the day that you're in. Yes. Because I'm not even going ahead too much. I mean, normally I have my content scheduled ahead of time, but at the moment I don't. I'm just mm -hmm. like, what do I actually feel like I want to stay today? Because I want to be sympathetic to what's going on. Right. And I don't, you know, so I, I just, I'm more in the moment with that at the moment and just thinking, you know, what's time, what do I feel like expressing today? Mm -hmm. And also, if you can just stop your brain racing ahead to what if this happens and what if that happens and I don't yes. know about this and I don't know about that and just coming back to literally what am I doing now? What am I doing today? And just being in your day and being in your now and being really vigilant about that. I think it really, it's certainly been helping me this week to not be so anxious and just think, you know, and just focus on what I'm doing now. And just It's a mindfulness practice, isn't it, that mm -hmm. we all should be doing every day, really. But right. now is the perfect time to practice it. And, to, and it really does help. Yeah, that's why I was, I was telling a friend of mine the other day, I said, you know, I really wanted to focus on self-discipline this year, and this wouldn't have been the way <laughs> that I would have chosen to do it, but it's kind of thrust upon me, and it is, um, it is definitely a time where you can put that into place throughout the day, every day. So yeah, I mean, and, you know, looking at long-term, to put those into place day after day now will help it become easier to just have that mental strength down the road. And so, like you said, it's one more way this could be a gift. Um, and what for, for parents out there who now are kind of expected to maybe do some bit of homeschooling and entertaining and try to get work done in their business, do you have any tips or advice on that, whether it's the mindset part of it, not getting frustrated or um, even how to go about that? Well, yeah, I have a 13 year old and an 11 year old. So, and they're obviously both at home now. Mm -hmm. um, so it's, e it's a bit easier for me because they're that little bit older. They don't need as much hands-on you know, looking after as a little kids do. But but I've got my kids on a very strict time schedule at the moment. I'm trying to keep them to like wake up at the same time, have breakfast, start school at nine o'clock. And then I, I've, what I've done is I've printed out a sheet where they've got hour blocks. Mm. And every morning we sit down and we work out, right, what schoolwork have you got to do? What blocks are you going to do? 
you're going to do a block of exercise, you're going to do a block of reading, you're going to do it, you know, and I work it out with them. So every day they know exactly what they're doing. And then at three o'clock when they usually finish school, they can stop and do what they want to do. So I'm trying to keep it a lot like school. And the thing is at the moment, the weekends Mm -hmm. are going to blend into the weeks because it's just all one big long thing at the moment, isn't it? So I'm, I'm going to make my kids, make my kids um, to their things in the morning at weekends as well, but they're not going to do maths and stuff, but I'm going to get a creative project on the go that they can do in the mornings at the weekends. Cause I think otherwise oh. it's just going to go on and everyone's going to drive themselves crazy in the house. So <laughs> that's what I'm going to do. And then in the afternoons they can do whatever they want, but something they would enjoy doing, you know, or I thought, you know, my son, he's quite into coding. So I thought, could I buy him like an, on- an online course on coding and he could do that at the weekend in the morning, something he wants to do and advance himself in. Sure. But he's now got this time. So can he use this time wisely as well to learn something or to develop his drawing skills or something that he needs to work on? You know, I love that. Cause it, it teaches kids, you know, it's, it's usually not until they get to college that they're really on their own with, you know, their schedule. And so this gives them a little bit of that flavor. And I think teaching them that self-discipline of you still need a structure. Um, I think that's, that's great because that um, can help their mindset as well as just, like you said, people getting along in the house as well. Um, yeah. so well, also you've got to try and do some work haven't you? if they're going to be running <laughs> about in the house and I am and I'm not gonna be able to get anything done so when they're doing their hour blocks it means I can go and do an hour block as well yes so that's it's it's for everybody's benefit that we're doing that in this house that's great yeah. and then on on the business side do you feel like this moment presents unique opportunities to serve people differently. I mean, you know, something that that I was watching the news yesterday, the local news, and I'm in Phoenix, Arizona, and there is a chain of breakfast restaurants, which obviously are not, you know, really, their dining rooms are closed. So what the owner did, I think they have seven locations, uh, because when you're in that industry with um, food services, you're not buying most of your food at the grocery store. You have other supply chains. And so what he very quickly did was he realized, okay, we're shutting down the dining rooms. I want to keep people employed. So he converted each of his restaurants to these marketplaces. So not only could people come and just pick up you know, pancakes and whatever eggs that they want for breakfast, but they could, he actually is selling through his different supply line where they can get fresh eggs and milk and orange juice and then have that delivered to their cart in addition to breakfast, which I just thought that's so innovative to think, okay, how can I kind of reshape what I'm doing? And for some people, it may be temporary. Some people may get some big aha moment that's permanent. So, I mean, do you have any, any thoughts on how people can think through just using this time to creatively problem solve how they even go to market, whether that's just for now, or maybe just that this provides an opportunity to think about things differently in their business? Yeah, I agree. I think it's a great time for ingenuity and just Mm -hmm. thinking outside the box and ideas. And also it's a good, when you're going to start doing something new in your business, it's always a good idea to test it first, isn't it? Mm-hmm. And this, even if this just ends up being a test for a few weeks and you see if it works, testing is always a good idea. Don't do what I did when I started my 
business that was the product one and I bought 14,000 products and then put them in a warehouse to sell them. I didn't buy a few of them to test it with. So don't do that. So, but testing is always a good idea. And you saying that just reminded me of one of my students, actually, she is a vineyard in Australia Mm. and she has a lot of people coming there for wine tasting evenings. And obviously that's not happening at the moment. And what we brainstormed was that she could actually have like a, like a, a sort of a bestie, a wine tasting bestie evening where she sends out small bottles of wine in the post to both people mm. or to all the friends that are in a group. And then they all sit and have the wine tasting and they have a virtual like Zoom chat or meeting with each other or WhatsApp or whatever. Oh, and they I do love that. that. So that was another really ingenious way of using it. I've seen yoga teachers that I know now been meaning to get online and now they're doing like a live class mm-hmm. every day to everyone and everyone's getting to know them so I think there is opportunity in there to test some things at the very least or like as you said it may end up being something that you want to permanently keep on or being that push to actually do the thing somebody else said to me I've been meaning to go online and do this live thing for years and now I'm doing it so it can be that way you know depending on your business yeah. what could you do that could serve people in a slightly different way in mm-hmm. these times Oh, that's great. Yeah, I love that. And um, I hope that just sparks people's imagination to, instead of feeling crippled, to feel a new way to be creative and, uh, and serve their audience. So that's, that's great. Okay. And now for the reason that I initially <laughs> reached out to you in the first place, which like I, I mentioned at the beginning of uh, this episode, so I, I really loved Kat. Just, she sent this email that I know is also up on her Instagram. It was a little clip of part of her weekly show where she talks to people in her audience and, and there was a woman who was concerned that this wasn't for her because she was too old to really get started in this space, this online marketing space and Instagram is for 20-somethings. And, and Kat really spoke to her and I know a lot of a lot of you in my audience are parents and you know we're not in our 20s and 30s and so i know it can feel intimidating and maybe you don't feel like this is the place for you and so i just thought cat is a perfect person to speak directly to this because she has so many clients on every end of the spectrum and you know whether it's instagram facebook tiktok you know what would you say to to people who feel intimidated or maybe they just aren't sure where to even begin? Well, firstly, I think all ages are on Instagram. Like mm-hmm. everybody's on Instagram. I don't think it's like just for millennials, which was what the person you're referring to was concerned about that it was a millennial thing. Yes. And it, it's it, and that she wouldn't be able to connect. And what I was trying to say to her was like you have friends, don't you? Like you go out and you have friends that you connect with. You sit and you have a chat and a laugh and they connect. So it's just the same. Online is the same. It's people. It's real people behind those little squares and the little profile pictures. There's a real person behind there that you just talk to and connect with just the same as you do with anybody. I know for me, I'm friends with the lady next door who's 80. She's, I'd call her a friend. I have friends that are 20. I just connect with people who are like me and who resonate with me it's not an age thing so I think age is just a number I 
know it's a cliche thing to say, but I totally believe that so much. And I think if you can just forget about the number and just think of you as being you, this amazing individual person who's got so much to share and you've got a message, you've got something that you feel like you want to get out there and share and you will be able to connect with people just by being you. And the more authentically you, you can be and not worry. If you're worrying about number, you know, it's only going to hold you back. Just focus on you. And actually, as well as focusing on you, just focus on the person, focus on just uplifting one person with your message. That's what I think. If I can just help one person with this, isn't it worth getting over yourself and getting over this number thing that you've got going on and just doing it so that you can positively start to impact somebody like that. And actually another good thing to think is, and one of my students said, and she is one of my most successful students. Like I've got students all ages, you know, in my course, and she is 67 and she's a blogger, right? She's 67 year old blogger. And she has probably one of the most amazing engagement rates out of all of my students. Like I've got, you know, they, lots of them do, but she has amazing engagement. And I asked her about this. I interviewed her and I asked her, I said, how is it that you managed to connect and do the engagement thing? She said, well, I've been 20, I've been 30, I've been 40, <laughs> I've, been, I've been 50. So I've got all those ages in me as well. So mm. I can connect with everybody easily. I can connect in all those ages because I understand it. I've been there. So the more age, the more numbers you have under your belt, it's only a bonus because you can understand everybody so much better. And I just thought that was such a great way to look at it. So really, there's nothing stopping you but you. You just, you know, you just be you and you will find people that are like-minded. And that's the great thing because we've got this whole world with the internet. It's not just our local circle here. We've got the whole world to connect with on Instagram. And there's going to be lots and lots of people that are going to want to connect with you. Oh, I love it. I, I think that's such a great way. I, I love how she put that with, I've been 20, I've been 30, I've been 40, I have all those. And I think it's easy to lose sight of that and to feel like, oh, that's so far away as opposed to, no, I've been there. I can relate to that. I can speak into um, people who are there right now. And so that's such, such a great perspective. I'm so glad that you shared that. And um you know, is there, what do you feel like, you know, you said that you interviewed her and did she, is that just kind of the way she's always thought about her? Did, you know, was there something that impacted her thinking or just you, you know, as you're, you deal with a lot of people in, in this area with Instagram, I know that can just kind of, for whatever reason, Instagram, I feel like really heightens this, um, insecurity among a lot of people. And so, you know, what, what has maybe shaped that lens to look at it through that perspective? Well, I think, you know, a lot, because, well, obviously she's done my, my course, so she knows mm -hmm. how to make her thing look really good. And that is one, you know, you've, if you make yourself look really good on Instagram, it's going to help your confidence, isn't it? And you're going to be mm -hmm. able to easily, more easily go out there and speak your message and do everything. But I just think she's just naturally one of those people that's just kind of a bit like that, you know, but having the confidence to know that her branding looks really good, that her quotes look really good, and she knows how to write to connect with people. It's having all the little pieces of the puzzle in place, you know, and then once you've got all that there, then you feel so confident. You're not worrying about all that, the insecurities and things. 
And it's mm -hmm. not making, I'm not talking about making it look perfect or anything. I'm just talking about making it look like you, like it just represents you. So that when you, you know, that is how, it's your face to the world and people, and it is so visual that it does matter mm -hmm. to make it look so that you're proud of it, so that you're proud of how you look. But also you have to remember that you are the custodian of your little Instagram world. So if it's up to you to make sure that when you go on there, you have a positive experience in social media and on Instagram, that's what I think. So if you see things that make you feel less than, just unfollow or you know, mm -hmm. snoop, mute or whatever it is when you don't see it anymore. And make sure that you're not seeing things that really pay attention to how you feel when you see certain accounts or if there's competitive. I mean, I'm really strict about not following any competitors of mine at all. I don't even look what they're doing hmm. because I find that comparisonitis is the yes. surest way to lower your creativity, lower your mood, make you feel insecure, make you feel like, you're not, oh my God, I should be doing this. I'm not doing that. Make you feel less than it is the worst thing ever. And how can you be fully creative and fully expressing yourself and being at your best if you have got this in the back of your mind that you've just seen this and you should, what else somebody else is doing it? You're not going to be fully you. So I literally don't pay any, I don't even look. So I think unfollowing competitors is a really good idea, unless there's somebody that makes you feel good, obviously, if you have mm -hmm. a rapport with them or something. But that's, that's a really, really important thing to do on Instagram, I think, to feel good. I really like that because I feel like so many other voices in marketing would tell you otherwise that it's, you know, oh, follow, follow your niche and be really aware of what's going on. But I do, I, I feel like that sets us up for disappointment. And there may be moments where you want to do some research, but I think you're right when it comes to curating, you know, what you're going to see pop up in your feed that is a huge way to improve your mindset and just have the things that inspire you as opposed to all those other little voices that want to pop into our head and tell us what we're not. So that's, that is great. Um, I really, really appreciate this. Do you have any other tips or thoughts, you know, in that vein that, that you would love to share while I have you here? Well, I was just, you just made me think of something when you were just saying that, that was, um, that I'm all about, you know, doing everything you can so that you can just fully express you and be authentic, be confident and be just so powerful. Because when you've got, when you're feeling fully all those things, you have so much power that comes through in what you do and the words that you write have that power in them. And then when people read it, that's when it connects. But if you're mm -hmm. worrying about stuff and you're creating content and you're writing stuff, it's not going to have the right energy in it. And actually something else that you said reminded me of that where I'm a little bit different as well is in about the, the ideal customer avatar thing. Mm -hmm. Obviously we need to know about what our customers are. You know, we need to know who we're talking to, obviously, you know, so we can sell to them. But because you know, I'm all about not trying to manipulate people into a sale. It's all about being authentic and being so sure about your message that you can just speak it so passionately and so truly that they connect with people that you don't need to know it to the nth degree. You know, you don't need to know what knickers they're wearing today, what color <laughs> or, you know, anything like that. And you don't need to know what they had for dinner yesterday. You just need to know who they are. And then you need to be putting the focus back on you and being so sure about you and really diving into what your message is, what is your soul's purpose here, what are you doing? And then when you can express that message, it's like me, I can, like I said, I've got, you know, 
13 year old in my course. I've got every age in there. And it's not like I'm marketing to one particular age. I'm just being me. And those people that are in tune with me are attracted to me and connecting mm-hmm. with me. So it's just a slightly different way of thinking about it like that, really. And because of what you're saying and just because of what I do, I have to ask, you know, I'm, I'm all about helping people be more authentic with their stories. And so since the heart of what you focus on is that confidence that comes from authenticity, is there anything, um, any tip or mindset that you can share that helps people? Because I know from my work um, and even my own struggle when I got started, it was how am I supposed to just be me online? You know, what, what do you tell your audience if they feel like, I don't know what I'm supposed to say and not say about myself online to help boost that confidence in authenticity online? Yeah, you mean you don't know if you've gone too far. if you Because it's, you know, you want to be vulnerable, don't you? And reveal a bit about yourself, but you don't want to say too much, exactly what you're saying. So, um, well, for me, I mean, if you look at any of my things, I don't actually, I mean, I do talk about some things, but the way I think about it is when I'm writing something or telling my story or something, I, I'm not just trying to write it from a point of view of just trying to get a load of information across about me. That is the last thing on my mind. What I'm trying to think is, how is this going to really help someone today? Mm-hmm. Or how is this going to impact them? How's this going to uplift them? So I may tell a story about, you know, when I was a single mum for five years and I had a you know, past relationship for 18 years and then I wasn't happy and then, and then now I found my true love. Or so, you know, so I might reveal that because, but the reason to reveal it is because somebody else who's a single mum who's unhappy might hear that and might go, oh my God, I could do that as well. It might inspire them to do something. So that's mm. how I decide what I'm going to reveal and what I'm not. And I always, and, but I think there is a fine line about revealing too much and sounding a bit of a victim. Mm-hmm. And, you know, so it's getting that line, isn't it? But I think it's really good to have, I tell my students to try and have somebody, if you're going to write a post like that, where you feel you're not sure, you're like, oh, have I said a bit too much here? I'm not sure. It's really good to have somebody who you really trust, whether it's your business bestie or your, you know, whoever it is that can just have yeah. a quick look over it and see, am I, and cause I've got somebody that I trust to just look over it and say, and usually they say, no, you're fine. But I, I just, I think it's just good to have that other person because sometimes when you're doing it yourself, you can't always tell mm-hmm. if you are going a bit too far, you know, if you're revealing too much. And actually I don't give away that much personal information about my life really, but mm-hmm. it's just telling stories just to uplift people and, and just getting someone to check it. That's what I say to my, my people. Well, thank you so much. And um, before I let you go, can you tell people who are listening where they can go to find out more about you and and what you offer? Thank you. Yes. Well, you can follow me on Instagram. It's Kat Karoy, which is K-A-T-C-O-R-O-Y on Instagram. So I might see you there. If not, you can also check out the Instagrammakeover.com. So it's instagrammakeover.com and you can find out all about my, my course there. Thank you so much. And, and I will have that in show notes as well. Well, thank you so much for joining today, Kat. I've really enjoyed this. Yeah. And I just, I love your perspective. So I appreciate you sharing that with my audience today. 
If you want to become more authentic in your marketing and help others see who you are in a way that sets you apart from the competition and relates directly to the heart of your audience, then the one piece you may be missing is a brand story breakthrough. Sign up now to apply for a free one-to-one conversation with me where we dive into your story and find out what can give you the edge you need to grow faster. To apply now, go to bit.ly forward slash Bilberry Marketing. That's bit.ly forward slash Bilberry Marketing, B-I-L-B-R-E-Y Marketing. Marketing.